It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. How good is Australia? Have a go. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. Get a job. Have a go. To start a business. Start a family to buy a home. Have a go. Have a go. And get a fair go when they have that go. Get a job. Work hard. Work hard. Work hard. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. This is the best country in the world in which to work hard. Work hard. Another week, another episode of the Have A Go podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Dave Edwards and I'm joined by my co-host, Dane Eldridge. Dane, welcome to this wonderful podcast, mate. How are you? I'm very well, mate. It is a wonderful podcast and I'm thoroughly enjoying taking the bat to this piñata of a country just yep. to see whether or not we're filled with candy or anguish. I was going to say, what's coming out of that piñata? Yeah, yeah, not exactly. Much. None. Well, yeah, just it's, bile, it's a mixed bag, really. Just yeah, yeah. Peter Credlin's bile yeah. spilling out. <laughs> it's brown for some reason. Um, mate, <laughs> candy. Let's talk about brown liquids. Yes. Uh, we're going to talk about drinking today, Australia's drinking culture. Mm. Now, I think it's fair to say there aren't many social occasions in Australia where drinking is off limits. Can't whether think it's of any. A, no. you know, a wedding or a networking function or a baby shower or you mm. know, a three-year-old's mm. birthday in a park at 10 a.m., <laughs> podcast recordings. I mean, you'll yep. often see Australians there with the drink in hand having a good time. Mm. Mm. What does that say about us? Well, what says we have a problematic and mercurial relationship with booze, don't we? I mean, I want a beer right now. Yeah. Um, apparently, apparently, we're a country of pissheads. Yep. Um, well, alcohol goes with everything. It does. That's the thing. Crisp, dry, white with seafood, on, you know, at a vineyard on a Saturday yep. afternoon with your wife. Mm. You know, a nip of Betrida Semillon, <laughs> you know, after a lovely meal at Neil Perry's Rock Pool. You know, or 28 schooners after work on a Friday just because you want to. I mean, there's so <laughs> yeah. many reasons to drink in this country. There's a spectrum. Yeah, there's a big spectrum. I mean, how many alcoholic beverages have you had this week? We might as well just do a quick survey. I mean, how, many, how, many, how many drinks have you had this week, mate? And just say, don't, don't give me like the measurements. Don't say units. No, How no, many fucking drinks have you had this week? Well, if you, I mean, if you count last Saturday, so we're going back a full seven days, I reckon. I haven't had a beer this weekend, but uh, even uh, taking that into account, I had at least 35 um, on a wine tour last, uh, right. last Saturday. Oh, so you haven't actually drunk since then? No, I haven't because I woke up with the ghastliest hangover of all time on Sunday. Yeah. I was actually lying on my floor on a mattress like a heroin addict yep. while my kids just ran around me, you know, and just had their own way with the house. Yeah. Um, so I was terrified of how I felt. Yeah. Uh, come Wednesday, couldn't wait for another drink. Yep. Yeah. Okay. What about yourself? Uh, well, I, well, I'll start from Monday. So Monday to Wednesday, I didn't have a drop. Yep. Okay. Um, which is pretty standard for me yeah. uh, and us. We don't. We try to not drink too much at the start of the week. Mm-hmm. But then Thursday rolled around. I got invited to a trivia night. Probably had about five drinks. Jugs were just going around. Yep. We were doing all right. Yep. Um, so you know, there's five beers right there. Mm. And then Friday, bottle of wine, a few glasses. Yep. Yesterday, probably four or five. Yep. So I, I guess you know, while I started well, mm. I've probably gone over the median consumption. Mm. Mm. Came um, home with a wet sail. Yeah, came yeah. in with a very wet sail. Yeah, the weekends are dangerous though, mate. So that's uh, that's a rite of passage. In but this I country. didn't see anything wrong with it. That's Not just a normal week, uh, yeah. and, and maybe it's problematic. Maybe it is mercurial, as you say. Yes, but, I mean. It's, it's probably a good time to reflect. And, and mm. COVID's always been a good time to reflect on a lot of things that have been happening, a lot of trends. And, yeah. you know, it was a testing time for Australians because we couldn't go into the pubs. Yes, that's and right. And when we were finally allowed back in, we had to sit down. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, it was it was weird. I mean, don't get me wrong, it was probably the greatest day of my life yeah. to just go in and just get a lager in a cold <laughs> glass. But it was still weird. Felt weird. Yeah, yeah. But do you think that we – I think we actually coped okay with that time away from the pub. I mean, I think drinking at home spiked – 
uh, immeasurably <laughs> at that time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but uh, look, I mean, we are a big country of drinkers, apparently. But mm. what about we haven't had a PM who looks comfortable nursing one since Bob Hawke, have we? Mm. Kevin I mean, Rudd never looked right with a beer in hand. He didn't. I mean, didn't different feel if, right. No, exactly. I mean, I mean, it'd probably be different if it was a Beaujolais or a Chinese kickback, but, <laughs> but, uh, but they just don't look right. So, I mean, really, are we... A big country of drinkers. Well, it's interesting you say that because alcohol consumption per capita in Australia is actually at its lowest level since yeah. the 60s, Yeah, which yeah. is really concerning. Yeah, 9.7 litres per year apparently. Yeah, so yeah. it's probably worth we have a quick look at the history yeah. of our relationship with alcohol. So, it, you know, like many things came over on the first fleet mm. uh, for the most part. I mean, those blokes brought plenty of beer, wine, <laughs> rum over on those ships. You know, it was never going to end well. And when they when they landed, a special ration of rum was provided to all, which led to a night of drinking and debauchery, which was, in inverted commas, unparalleled in the history of colonial settlement. So wow. it didn't start well. Yeah, no, so, so actually that's a, a nice olden times way yeah. of saying it was the biggest hit, biggest long, long piss trip, up I've ever though. seen. Long trip. Yeah, it is. I mean, I know when I go to a Sydney, Melbourne drive, I always want to, you know, have a beer or two after, yeah. you know, 10, 10 hours on the road. Well, it was the original boonie, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, you know, if you look back to convict times, I mean, the early convicts were given rations of alcohol, um, uh, usually rum, as like motivation to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was an incentive and it was a currency, actually. Yeah, that's right. Still worth more than the New Zealand dollar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sydney was built on the back of alcoholism, basically. Yeah, I mean, you know, these convicts, they weren't getting commissioned back then. Yeah, no, not at all. So they needed some non-monetary incentives. Yes. Many businesses still do that. They they bring the the drinks trolley out on a Friday. Do you get that at the public service? Uh, We don't, but I remember back in my um, early days in the private sector, it's like, you've done a good job this week. Here, have some fatty liver disease. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So and I couldn't think of a better way to be rewarded, to be honest. And the only way to get a promotion is to have six to eight schooners with your boss on a Friday afternoon. Yeah, and put yourself in a compromised position. Yeah, of course. Preferably. Yeah. Um, so over the years, mate, um, beers re- beer replaced spirits yes. as our, as our favourite drink. Yeah. Um, there's always been a bit of a state-based parochialism to beer. Mm, it has, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. people have always been attached to their favourite local beer, like Carlton, mm. you know, in Victoria and Tui's, yep. New South Wales, Forex in Queensland and yep. the like. Yeah. These days, everyone just has a microbrewery. Oh, they do. You know, I've got like four <laughs> microbreweries within like 300 metres of my house. That's right. So basically, your your um, territorial drink is like a, a heirloom pear cider. <laughs> is yeah. that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll go to war over that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, and look, uh, there was a time when drinking 4X was just like, you know, my dad nearly kicked me out of my house yeah. for the mere mention. Yep. And I still hold that to this day, but it actually doesn't taste too bad. It's not too bad, is yeah, it? Yeah, but I hope Dad's not listening. Yeah. Mm. Mate, so pubs, uh, in the early 19th century, the pub was the place where working class men could congregate mm. and, uh, and drink. Yep. And in 1837, so Sydney had a population of only 23,000 back then, but there were actually 224 licensed taverns. Wow. Um, so what's that, like a 1,000 people per tavern. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you know, well, 500 blokes, 500 women, let's yeah. roughly say. Mm, it so, would have been tough in COVID restriction, like with room numbers. Would, but, have, would have been yeah, tough. Yeah, yeah. Um, And a shitload of illegal grog shops as well to boot. Yep. Um, over the time, that you know, the, the global temperance movement kind of came about and yep. mm. yeah, eventually there was uh, some regulations introduced around closing hours. Yes, yes. Which was rolled out. Um, across Australia, but basically, it came in, in with that came a thing that was known as a six o'clock swill. Yeah, it kind but, of backfired, didn't it? 
Yeah. yeah. Well, basically, everyone knocked off work at five, and you had yep. to get to the pub, you know, as quickly yep. as you could, and you had an hour to down as many drinks as you could. Yeah, yeah. Get out by six. Fuck off. Yeah, that's off you right. go home. <laughs> There's an unintended consequences of this. Yeah. Like I went into it with um with the best intentions to go, guys. We're going to shut the pub early. Yeah. So you know, it gives you less time to drink. So maybe just slow down a bit. But of course, as Australians, we just saw this as an opportunity to just front load as quickly yeah. as we could, like yeah. we do these days. And you know, much like the lockout laws, it probably just resulted in forcing everyone out to Newtown to pick up and punch on, which is probably what happened. <laughs> yeah. um, so basically, thankfully, they re- they wound that back and yeah. let us have our bloody alcohol as we sell fit. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll get to lockout laws a little bit later, but, you know, if we're moving through the timeline, I mean, into the 60s, that was the year that the wine casts. Great time. was invented. Great, great invention. That's right. I actually rate it higher than the cochlear implant myself. Mm. Yeah, I think for um, for just inventiveness. Uh, I don't. Was it Thomas Angove? Just off the yeah, top I of think it, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, co-funded yeah. by the CSIRO. I think <laughs> the wine, the wine cast. <laughs> yeah. And it was also the start that roughly that time of women being allowed to drink in public bars. Yeah. So you've got to think about it. think back then. Mm. It was a very masculine environment. The yeah. pub. Well, literally, it was purely masculine because there were no birds anywhere no. to be seen. <laughs> but um, you know, they had to fight to get in there. Uh, there were two ladies, Marie uh, Thornton and Rose. Rosalie Bogner, who secured themselves to the footrail of Brisbane's Regatta Hotel with a dog chain yep. to protest laws excluding women from drinking in bars. Yeah, and I can kind of, I know I'm a bloke, but I can kind of relate to this because I actually did the same thing when I rolled up to the Ivy without a collared shirt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of a Rosa Parks <laughs> moment for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's oh, yeah, very, very similar. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's the, that's the 60s. And then moving into the 70s and 80s, I mean, well, we weren't really around then. We were, we were a bit mm. younger, but I know mm. that that was the peak year of those mojo ads. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like Tui's and, and VB. Didn't yeah. that tap right in? It tapped right into oh. what we see as, as what the real Australia is. So even Australia though there was a time mm. when, you know, women were invited into bars and people were drinking things other than just beers and rum, mm. it still had that real masculine vibe to it, didn't it? Drinking. Mm. Yes. Drinking culture. Yeah, and women were only allowed on the ads if they had a hairy chest, basically. That's, so, that's um, right. Yeah, so I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Probably a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then we move into the kind of the 21st century. You, you might remember when Kevin Rudd tried to bring in an Alco pop tax yeah. in 2008. It was an odd one, wasn't it? Because he was a he was a PM that kind of uh, really made a concerted effort to connect with the youth mm. demographic. <laughs> um, but all it resulted in was just sales of Red Bear just went up like crazy. Yeah, yeah. Smirnoff Blacks, you know, just getting drunk <laughs> as quick as possible. I just remember that at North Shore house parties. <laughs> oh, that sounds fantastic. Think about that. Yeah, I am right now. I'm right there. That's my um, calm blue ocean. <laughs> <laughs> but as we said at the start, mate, today Australians drinking less alcohol than ever before. Mm, mm. Um, let's look at some stats. So beer is still actually our favourite drink. Yep. 39% of all alcohol consumed. Wine just behind that, then spirits. Yep. Um, actually, these stats are from 2018, so that's prior to Shane Warne launching his low-alcohol G&T brand. <laughs> okay. So I don't know if that's trying to change the stats there. Yeah, just put that caveat there, mate. Yeah. yeah I think the Johns Brothers have now got a beer as well, Steel City. Is that right? Yeah, oh, it's just okay. come out. Yeah, well, yeah they, all these beers just come from the same Everyone brewery. has a beer in Australia. That's another thing about Australia. Yeah, when's Anyone our beer can have their out? own beer pretty yeah. soon. Yeah. <laughs> I think we might need to play an ad uh, later this episode yeah, before so. they have a go offering. Um, so we talked about lockout laws before, mate, yep. and that was that was a big moment in, uh, in in our drinking culture. We acknowledged we had a problem, obviously. Mm. Uh, here in Sydney, uh, you know, there were the one punch deaths of, of two blokes yep. in the uh, terrible in, in Cross area, yep. and that that led the the government to introduce these these restrictive laws, which kind of had an effect on the on the industry. A lot of bars had to close down. A lot of the uh, the vibe of King's mm. Cross. King's Cross has changed dramatically since then oh, it's, it's, as a result it's, of it's it. It's completely unrecognisable. I mean, you can't, can't get a pinger anywhere in there anymore. Like, mm. it's just all full of, um, you know, apartments and restaurants and boring shit like that. 
But yeah, the lockout laws were, were huge, weren't yeah. they, in Sydney? And I mean, they, they it was uh, chiefly driven by a lot of noise coming out of the um, local hospitals, and rightly so, you know, because they yeah. bear the brunt of all the alcohol-related um, violence and whatnot. And well, I think assaults did actually drop by around 50%. Yeah, uh, So yeah. there was an upside and yeah. less people were dying yeah, which and was, getting injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it did really cripple the economy, the yeah. industry, and I guess the general just nightlife of Sydney. That's right. And it was, uh, I don't know if you know of Gordian Fould, uh, who was the, uh, the chief medical medical officer at St. Vincent's Hospital. Right. He, he had a very raised profile because of that, because of the great work that he did in um, bringing in those lockout laws. So basically he caused this. Okay. Yeah. So, and I hope he's learned his lesson. I think the, never the, stand between an Australian and a $9 schooner at 3am. No. no. I think the Coke sign is now just a massive billboard for rain and horn. Is it? Yeah. Um, so that's, that's changed. Have a go. You can get it staring at your computer. Or earning 15% super. You can get it rotten sickies on the taxpayer purse. You sure got a thirst. You can get it knocking off at two. After a two-hour lunch that started at noon. You can get it any old how. Matter of fact, I got it now. A public servant's thirst needs a big cold beer. And the least earned beer is this. RDO Bitter. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. I can't explain the receipt of a gift of a bottle of 1959 Grange. I can't explain what, what, what happened to that bottle of wine. But I do accept, do accept that there is a thank you note signed by me. And as someone who believes in accountability, in responsibility, I accept the con- con- consequences of my action. Well, very happy to have in the studio today social commentator and comedian Cam Knight. Cam, welcome to the Have A Go podcast, mate. Thanks, thanks for letting me come and have a go. Appreciate it. Anyone gets a go on this podcast. Awesome. That's great. As do all Australians. That's so 2021. Well done. <laughs> Everyone gets a ribbon. <laughs> Bloody oath. Um, made a big subject today. Um, we're talking about drinking, drinking culture in Australia. Mm. Um, I mean, why do we as Australians love a drink, would you say? Uh, well, didn't we used to pay each other in rum way, 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 way back when? Didn't <laughs> yes. that happen? Like, Is that right? Yeah, back in the like the gold rush days and stuff, they used alcohol <laughs> yep. as currency. Okay. And me personally as a comedian, I mean, for the first, I reckon, few years of my career, mm. we were paid in beer as well. <laughs> so you end up having this relationship with it like... Oh, it's a, this is a win. Yeah. 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 And they had the six o'clock swill. Remember that when they... Well, I think the six o'clock swill was meant to improve public morality. Like it was meant to be a good thing. And we've got a long history of regulation around liquor, you mm. know, lockout laws, all that kind of stuff. But end of the day, we just seem to love a beer. Yeah. Also, have a think about like our history with the whole hard yakka yeah. existence. Like, you know, you're out in the sun, you're digging holes and yeah. all that sort of whatnot. Digging and up minerals. Digging up minerals. All the minerals to be yeah. had in this <laughs> you world. You get a sweat on, get a yeah, real get bead, a sweat those on. minerals you, up. You, you deserve to, to sink a few at the end of yeah. the day, you know, and I think that's sort of ingrained in our culture so heavily. Yeah. Like, And it's ingrained in a lot of people's work. Uh, you know, culture too. Like we as comedians drink to celebrate good gigs and commiserate bad ones, mm. you know, and you don't associate that with anything negative. Like I didn't, I've, I'm actually four years sober now. Mm. Um, not because I wanted to stop. I th- it was because my wife at the time said that she thought I had a problem with drinking. And right. my response was, no, nah, I think I'm pretty bloody good at it. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> then had to, I went to an AA website and had a look and see what they had. They just, they got an online test you can take. Yep. And I was like, oh, well, how hard is this? 
And apparently not very because I fucking smashed it. Uh, I got I got like an AA, you know, an A plus, an AA plus. Yeah, um, yeah. I did, you know, full marks, and um, so then I I thought I should have a year off or something, and yeah. then had that year, and then just thought, oh, let's see how far you can take this, and now I'm kind of done. All right, so no, yeah. d- without without uh, making it sound too attractive, exactly mm. how bloody good do you feel after having this long off the booze? Not very. I've got kids. Uh, so. <laughs> Zero sum. It's all, yeah, yeah okay. it's no, it's no better. Like, I have much more clarity with work, and, um, you know, I don't wake up in some sort of shame spiral wondering where all my things are, where I parked the car or what I said <laughs> or whether or not I soiled myself again, you know, so. Again. And I've, like, because there's been moments in my 20s where I should I should have stopped back then like mm-hmm. this when I look back on it like I went I went snowboarding with my brother-in-law and some mates one time and I uh I slept walked and woke up outside in the snow okay yeah. and yep. uh I was in my boxer shorts and I came to mid hypothermia and was right. like, oh, 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 what's going on and then I didn't know the pin code to get back into the venue yep. so I had to smash a window and crawl through yep cut my knee open had to get stitches the manager of the thing at the time, though, I said to him, I was mortified. I was just like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. I've done this. I'm so embarrassed. And he just said, don't worry about it. It happens all the time up here. A lot of drinking, <laughs> high altitude. And because we heat the yeah. thing to like it's hell in there, like, yep. the, you know, everything is so warm inside. It makes people sleepwalk. And then I learned as well, when I walked out of the venue, apparently I turned right and then ended up around near the front because I'd gone out some other door. Had I turned left and gone 10 paces, I would have fallen mm. off a cliff to my death. Right. Oh, so, okay. So there's that sort of element to it as well. Like yeah, I, yeah. 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 That would so have made a good brown cardigan video. Wouldn't <laughs> yeah. It? Totally. Yeah. So I don't miss that. Of course. You I'm... know. I, no. I like. I wake. I like waking up in my own bed, knowing yes. where everything is. It's nice to wake up in your own bed. It's an exceptional yeah. story, mate. Yeah. Uh, it's Do you remember what your last drink was? What brand of drink it was? Uh yeah. It was. It was actually shit. It was a Carlton Draft of right. all things. Okay. Um, because I was at Nick Cody's wedding. Yep. Right. And that was my. So he every year he celebrates an anniversary. And I uh, go, good on you, mate. Yeah, still sober. Soda, soda water. Because of yep. you. For shit wedding, just local beers and nothing, nothing important. Yeah, no. no, I think it was all that was left in the tub. Everyone yeah, drank right. all the yeah. fancy shit. So and That is yeah. enough to put you off it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah but um, okay. So we were talking before about how Australia, um, you know, you can't just run an open cut mine without having a beer afterwards. Mm. It's kind of the same with, with milestones, you know, Christmas, birthdays, work events. Um, you know, every milestone has to be imbued with alcohol. Um, yeah. Do you guys, why do you think that is? Well, it's just, again, we just love celebrating using that. Like there's no – I think it's because it heightens everything to to this top-tier level, you know. But even all of our sport is ingrained with this alcohol too. Like, you look – I mean, Jesus, I don't think – I honestly believe that cricket wouldn't be popular if you couldn't drink at it. Mm, yeah, you know, and agree. like if you look back as well, like I, th- I think it's Phillip Island and Bathurst as well had a cap back in the day where you were allowed one one person each day was allowed a slab. So yep. you were allowed to drink a slab a day, right. watching cars go around in circles. <laughs> yeah, and then they cut that down to mid strength. Yep. Yeah, and then because they cut it down to mid strength, what did we do as Australians? About a month or two out from the race, we snuck into the race site and buried our own booze yep. underground like pirates. <laughs> so we could <laughs> so dig it out like minerals again. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, goes we, love circles. we love a dig. We love a dig. I mean, I'm from Bathurst, so I can actually yeah. vouch for that. That's some of the greatest innovation to mankind. I mean, you know, like yeah. it's some of the roughest looking blokes. 
blokes going up the top of the mound in the biggest shit boxes <laughs> yeah. with some of the greatest you know intuition ever ever seen by by uh, our species. You know, yeah. what I mean? digging um, digging holes because they're raging pissheads. Yeah, it's brilliant. I mean, imagine if we put that um, you know, that intellectual power to good use. Oh man, it'd be dangerous. About it. well, I mean, right. if you look at how other countries and their relationship with alcohol, it's a little different to ours. I mean, we've kind of talked through the historical kind of context to why we love a beer in Australia. I mean, you go to Europe and you see that the way their relationship with alcohol, they're, you know, having lovely civilised dinners, you know, al fresco style in Italy, families around them. You know, we don't really, we don't really like that. I they mean, still get on it though. They get on it, but it's, but their kids are there. Mm. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, I, is that a good thing? I don't know. You know, because my two-year-old, one of the things that I wanted to stop was the reason with my two-year-old. Now, this is a good thing. To, I, I thought it was good at the time. Because I thought, well, I've got myself a servant here, but he was two, and he'd just look at me and go, Daddy's beer, and go and get me one. And I was like, oh, I've got a great yeah. dog. But I don't know. I don't know if we should be, you know, celebrating that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Man, I dated a, a girl in my 20s uh, who was Lithuanian. Right. And when I first met her dad, I was just coming off the back of a week long. Um, I had food poisoning. I literally thought I was going to die. Uh, it was coming at both ends. It was disgusting. Just and I, I was, I still was like, I've got to go and meet a dad. I've got to meet a dad. And we mm. rock up to her house and it's ten a.m. and I'm still shaky. I've not eaten for a week. I'm, yep. you know, I need some hydrolite. And he just, he just looks at me and goes, beer. Yep. And and my and I hesitated, and yep. my hesitation made him immediately judge me. Yep. I knew. I felt it. He's just like soft cock. <laughs> and so I had to. <laughs> I had to just say, yeah, all right, and I ended up having a beer, which then turned into four, and yeah. then I was maggot with this guy before lunchtime, yeah. just, yep. and which was, came back on me tenfold later in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, but you got t- to learn what uh, soft cock in Lithuanian was. Anyway, so that <laughs> yeah. was good. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but maybe Europeans are doing it wrong. I mean, isn't it like don't you need sixteen schooners in order to talk to a woman? Well, I, mean, I only, that's I only, what I only order them in sixteens. Like, I, yeah. I don't even know any other way to buy them. Like, is there another number below that? I mean, I've never. I mean, I've never eaten a kebab sober. Yeah. Like, I don't know what that tastes like. Yeah, me Does it taste good? Yeah. I'm not sure. Well, like, is, is Australia the, the Russia of Europe? I mean, you know, their, their relationship with vodka is pretty damn close. Yeah. But I think they function better, don't they? I we're, think, well. Yeah. Right, uh, whereas yeah. we're, we're down here, you know, riding quad bikes and shit and, like, uh, crashing them and... Celebrating yeah. it. Yeah, that's right. And so, the, the Mexicans have a great relationship with their tequila too. Like, I toured around there and they have these really... Um, they, they age a lot of their tequila. They don't ship it out. They don't export it outside yep. of the country because they're like, screw everybody else. This is <laughs> yeah. our shit. You can you come here for it. Uh, and it's like this age stuff in oak barrels and you sip it in cognac glasses and yep. you just sit oh. on it the whole night sort of yep. thing. So they don't, they didn't, I mean, they get pissed. Like we went to a couple of bars with these people and they, they hook in, hmm. um, yep. but they just managed to stay on this Spread great level. Out. But everyone starts singing. That's another thing right. you find in Europe. Like people just have this sense of camaraderie mm. and, you know, you don't see mm. much, I mean, you know, you don't feel like there's going to be any coward punching yeah. in any of these mm. countries. There's something wrong with us here, I think. Maybe that's our convict DNA still swirling Australian around. Australian men don't like singing. Like we like chanting. Like yeah. we're war yes. cries. Yeah, we, yeah, we can yeah. belt that out. Yeah. But we don't sing in any kind of melodic no. way. And or... Yeah, particularly like old traditional songs. Someone's in a corner yeah. in Mexico playing some flamenco mm. and Incredible. it's an old so everyone knows it. They've yeah. just been in there, you know, whereas we've just got bloody Kaysan. Yeah. Hard you know? yakka. Hard yakka. Yeah. The only thing closest to that we have is just the theme music to the warm chili uh, poker machine, which is probably the only <laughs> thing that we've got. Yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah, that's right. One punch attacks or pokies. That's all we, yeah. we, all we like to um, partake in when we've had a few drinks. But um, everyone needs to have a bloody good hard look at themselves. I think so, yeah. Well, especially, like, given, do you, do you honestly believe that the Anzacs fought for us so that we could get pissed playing two up? 
You know I, what I mean? Like, yeah, it never sat right with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I still do it, but um, yeah, it just never sat right with me. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one thing about Australians too. Like we have a sense of guilt yep. about what we're doing, but yep. you know what? Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll just drink through it. Come on down to the mean whistler. Don't mind if I do. Casual dining, black tie functions, weddings, hen's night, or just a coffee. We're Sydney's home of good times, 25 hours a day, seven days a week. Go, little ripper. The whistler's a versatile, one-size-fits-all venue for the whole family, including bikey gangs. With just 32 violent assaults on the premises last year, we're proud to be the state's fourth most dangerous venue. Ladies, how about a couple of weeks? watery cocktails underneath a gigantic Aperol spritz umbrella positioned directly next to the TAB section. And fellas, what about a few pre-game froppies with the boys before partying deep into the night at Risky's Nightclub? The only place in town to pass on your symptomless chlamydia to an unsuspecting female. You don't love her going. Get away from me. The Mean Whistler. Home to mandated customer profiling and tight-ass Tuesdays. How do you feel? Done a 20 hour shift, lifted heavy shit, and it's knockoff time. How do you feel? Time for 36 beers with your blue collar peers, because it's Tuesday night. How do you feel? Because you're a working class bloke who loves a joke and a smoke when you live a disease. How do you feel? When it's a safe space for tales about red meat, males, masculinity. How do you feel when you're joined by a woke creator from marketing? We're just a bourgeoisie. He's not so gluten free. Isabel is have, have, having a baby, 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 and I am the father. I do realize, real, real, realize it's a big shock, 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 shock. Hey, what has a habit of doing that? Guess what, mate? Mm. I came across this article the other day. It's entitled, A Booze-Free Beer is Now the Best-Selling Drink in Bottle Shops and Pubs. What the fuck? Are you serious? Couldn't be more serious, mate. Fake news, man. Now, this may or may not be a branded article. I, didn't, I haven't actually read it. I've just read the headline. We don't need to know. But it's, we don't need to know. No. But we will. Let's 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 dip into it. Okay. So this is in the goodfood.com.au <laughs> website, which is you know, I've never known it to be wrong before. Mm, it's a gastronomic Always very Bible, balanced. Isn't it? It's balanced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Balanced journalism. Yeah, of course. So it starts in a drinks market more saturated than a public bar beer mat. It's become increasingly difficult for a new brand to find success. Nine months after its launch, however, Canberra Brewing Company heaps normal has the best-selling beer at many bottle shops and bars across the country. Incredibly, the beer is also booze-free. God, carry on. I'll just pick myself up. But yeah, keep going. 
a non-alcoholic counterculture has been simmering away in Australia for some time now. But there weren't mm. many products on the market for people who liked drinking beer, says Heaps Normal Chief Executive Andy Miller. We knew there was consumer demand for more non-alcoholic beer options, but the popularity of the brand has completely exceeded all our wildest expectations. Mm. In Sydney, it's the highest selling beer at P&V Wine and Liquor Merchants in Newtown and Paddington. Oh, the, say no more. The best-selling product at Porter's Balgala and the most popular tinned beer at Forrester's Hotel in Surrey Hills. Shocking. There's a bloody XPA out there yep. with no alcohol in it, Yep. which is the highest-selling uh, beer in selected bottle shops yeah. in uh, Sydney. So for- there's a lot of caveats there. But it's part of indicative of a wider trend, I think. Towards you know mm. non-alcoholic beer being mainstream. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, it doesn't mean I'm not fucking appalled. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you that right now, my friend. I mean, look, you and me uh, love a beer in Surrey Hills, don't we? Whenever we catch up, we'll go and have a beer at wherever we can. Five percent minimum. Yeah, I have not seen one of these people. Uh, when I think of uh, someone who drinks non-alcoholic drinks, I think of those uh, designated drivers that hang around at, at house parties. Yep. You know, like to drive their Mitsubishi Lancers and go mm. home and shoot guns and stuff <laughs> like that. They're just dodgy people. Yeah. Okay. Like I was designated driver twice in my life. Yeah. There's two the two times the two worst decisions I've ever made in my life, which I'll never the mistakes I'll never make again. This is the kind of market we're talking about here. Yeah, it's funny they say about designated driver. I don't think I was ever or maybe once or twice myself. Like mm. it somehow just never came around to me. It's like doing a giving around, doing a shout. <laughs> That's just, right. Never happened. He was never just gone. To me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um yeah, look, I mean, I, I've gone through a couple of times in my life where I've gotten off the drink yep, okay. for maybe a month or two at a time. Yep. And I've always just jumped straight back on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's I, a bridge I, I, there. I envy those people who can make it into a lifestyle, like mm. the people at Heaps Normal who are not a brand partner of the Have A Go podcast. Yeah, Let's be clear, and never will be. No, that's right. Um, <laughs> open to it. So it's not just Sydney, mate. So at McCoppin's Bottle Shop in Abbotsford, Melbourne, Heaps Normal's the 10th highest bestseller out of more than 500 beers. Wow. And hugely popular at Blackhearts and Sparrows Boutique Liquor Stores in Brunswick, Fitzroy, Kensington, and Paran. Wow. Now, so I'm these, not, this is Heartland yeah, stuff. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm not familiar, like, totally um, au fait with the um, the culture or the, the geographical, cultural sort of icons of mm. Melbourne, but that all sounds like gilded elites to me, my friend. Isn't mm. that all inner city enclaves? Those are enclaves. Okay, all right. Those so are inner city enclaves. No middle class mortgage anxiety there mm. to drink their way through, is there? No. 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 Carry on. So I'm always trying to predict beer trends, but this one caught me off guard, says Blackhearts and Sparrows beer buyer Cherry Noble. A year ago, I stocked maybe two non-alcoholic beers. Now I have eight and most are outselling our standard lagers and pale ales. Does he talk like that? I've never heard a beer buyer to speak like that. Not a, no, me Or we have the name Cherry Noble. No, that's but true. anyway, let's continue. <laughs> Noble says the skyrocketing popularity of non-alcoholic beers plus booze-free wine and spirits is due to multiple reasons such as overall improvement in product quality mm. and a cultural shift in attitudes towards drinking. Mm. So mm. the product is getting better. So yep. I, I guess maybe I haven't had an alcoholic drink, a non-alcoholic beer, mm. probably in about five or ten years, I think I might have tried one once. Yeah, okay. But uh, it seems like there's a lot more variety now Yeah, no, out look, there. Yeah, no, look, I acknowledge that the, the um, product, the quality of the product is is obviously increased. That the, there's a taste there, so people are drinking it for taste rather than getting blind. Mm. But all these people are remembering their social faux pas from mm. the night. Like, that's, I mean, isn't that yeah. part of it? Yeah. I don't know, mate. I mean, I know that there is a movement called Hello Sunday Morning. Have you heard of that I one? I have heard of that, yeah. Basically, yeah. you know, there's even apps now that you can mm. download to monitor your drinking mm. to kind of help with the process of yeah. of abstaining. Yeah, I block them. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is it still cool to drink? 
I don't I know if thought it, it was. I was just going to say, mate, in all seriousness, this, these guys, congratulations to them. They're obviously doing a great job and it's good. It's good to have a movement where the alcohol consumption is reduced. Mm. I mean, the joke's on us. I mean, we're borderline alcoholics, aren't we, by making these disparaging comments about uh, a company that's doing well from um, I'm selling. I'm envious of them. I am And too. their business model. Yeah, but, but you know, it doesn't in Australia, you know, yeah. there's always been peer pressure to have a drink there is you, you can't deny that and mm. you know if you don't have a drink you're soft yeah that's true. you know i think shane warne even said that you know if you don't shout around your dog yeah that's and all true. these highly charged words that we use mm, to yeah. encourage people to drink with yep. us probably because we hate ourselves i think yeah i think so too and i mean i also appreciate these brewers for making the product in uh, a unit, a container that looks like a real beer, so you mm. don't look like your dog and the boys. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean. But at the end of the day, uh, 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 an alcoholic will sniff you out, and they yeah. will f- they'll call you out for the fraud that you are. And that's Australia. This is the best country in the world in which to live. Work hard. Work hard. Yes. Yes.